Okay, so you've sized up the job, given your customer a price, and son of a bitch, they approved it. Well, now you have to follow through and get the stuff that will make your idea work and put money in your wallet. I'm Jeff Moss, and along with Tim Coleman and Tyler J. Thomas, we'll try to help you find those parts you're looking for. This is The Three Tumblers. When you need a part, you need a part. But how far are you willing to go to get it? Having a distributor in your area is great, not just for getting parts locally, quickly, but chances are they know the hardware in the area and they might know your actual customer. So, you know, having local distributors is obviously great, but if they're friends with your competitors, you know, you don't want to give too much information. You don't want them going directly to your customer. Um, selling directly to an institution or something. Um, but it, it, it's good to have stuff locally to avoid shipping, you know, like what for wire and things like that, you can pick it up. Um, you know, if you need something in a pinch, you can get it the same day in many cases. Um, you know, having a, a face to a name when you need something, you know, and, and knowing uh, who the person actually is versus just, you know, on a phone a thousand miles away, I think is big personal connection. Uh, sometimes they even bring you gifts. So I think that's uh, important to uh, to have something in your back pocket, you know, even just a good hardware store for fasteners and tools and things like that. Uh, guys, do you have distributors near you? I know not maybe, you know, we don't have anybody that's strictly local. We have some branches. Uh, there used to be some local independent ones but that's all pretty much gone well we have uh we we are lucky and we have warehouses for banner uh southern lock and annexter all local and god rest their souls we had u.s lock and the folks at the u.s lock warehouse were awesome um but you know unfortunately that's not available to locksmiths anymore uh but yeah we we do have our local reps and uh reps for our distributors and our manufacturers are all you know within 20 25 minutes of the shop and uh is it's really really nice to be able to go on to a distributor you know site and find the parts that you need and see oh hey they have 107 of these in charlotte or they have five of these in charlotte um i might need seven but at least i can get five right now you know Absolutely. whatever it is yeah and one of the alarm distributors and i've not seen anybody else do this and i could be wrong but they have a pickup anytime room so if you order it they'll put it in a room and you have a code and you can come get your stuff after work before they open whatever the case i know one of the electrical supply houses was doing like those amazon pickup boxes outside where they put your stuff into a little thing but this is actually they have a separate entrance into the place and they leave your stuff so you're also not out in the cold or anything um, but it definitely helps to uh you know when you need something and you can't get there between eight and five or or whatever their hours are and tyler i don't know that i, I think you used to have some 
distributors near you? Am I correct that you don't any have anybody? I, I think what you're thinking of is Southern Lock that was yeah. a, across the highway a few years ago. They have left in that same business park, though, is uh, was an annexer. Is it called Wesco now? I don't know. We don't. Yeah. Them. OK, so they've, they've got a little location there. Uh, about five minutes from that is an IDN distributor facility. And then uh, up north, probably 10 minutes is a West Coast for data and cabling. And then up another 30 minutes was originally a Clark and then an annexer. And now I guess a West Coast, uh, a massive facility that does uh, lock cylinders, exit devices, all door hardware, plus data and cabling. Yeah. And, and they, you don't use any of those companies, right? Uh, not unless it's an emergency. I mean, we had to go to IDN a few weeks ago for some dummy cylinders, but uh, that's about it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Annexter's motto and Wesco too, they've had sales offices, but only, you know, they don't stock any product locally. Everything's in a warehouse, like a hub situation. So, you know, Cleveland Annexter has never had any product, but they've always had salespeople. Um, like we have Gray Bar, they have a huge warehouse. Um and then we have our local electrical supply houses that have, you know, nine branches within Northeast Ohio. Um, but that's not, you know, for the daily stuff that we use, like you said, there's IDN um, and they're a half hour away from us. And although we do ship a lot from their other locations, it, it just depends. The uh, place we get a lot of our car keys from is about an hour away. They came and brought us donuts. So yeah and when you have so tim continue sorry yeah no it's it's always nice to have local reps both for distributor and manufacturer because they will bring you gifts or at the very least they will take you to lunch I, yeah well you you at least get to leave the shop <laughs> i i do except for yesterday right so and then another thing um that i i haven't done this personally myself but i know that you can try and it's been done is to have them price match. If one company that you'd rather give them the business, uh, ask if they'll, they'll uh, match the sale price from company B, you know, if you have a better relationship with them and a lot of times they can do it, they can override pricing and uh, then you can get all your stuff from one place uh, and get it quicker. You know, they can't always do it, but I would think that most companies would try to help out a good customer. Um, I know we'll we'll do that for some of our not necessarily price matching, but we'll you know give a break if he's buying a whole bunch of something, and uh, you know people do remember that. So have either of you uh, done this price matching? Try to get them to compete with each other a little bit. I haven't, and I never thought to consider to ask that, but uh, I might going forward. I didn't realize that's a possibility. I'm kind yeah. of embarrassed, but apparently it is, and yeah, it makes sense. Walmart does it, so why wouldn't they? Yeah. And I know you don't buy as much from distributors as you do direct, probably. But yeah, it it certainly you can't. You know, people come in every day, ask for a discount for one thing or the other. The worst you can say is no, which ninety nine percent of the time, sorry, we don't give a senior citizen, retired, veteran, disabled, bought four keys discount. Uh, yes, people want a discount for buying four keys, and uh, you know, I guess it doesn't hurt to ask. So. Tim, what yeah. about you? Yeah, we uh, something I learned from Jason is the uh, knowing your distributors, uh, your distributor reps. If you need not not just like a one-off quantity, 
you know, like if you only need one of something, you're you're not going to get it. But if you need like four or five of something that's, you know, list price is, let's say, 500 bucks um, or, or not list price. List price is like a thousand bucks. You're going to have between distributors, you're going to have about a hundred bucks or so difference in, you know, our price. And he has actually sent emails to the reps at the same time. So they're all on the same email and say, Hey, so-and-so has this for this price. Can you do this? You know, or basically just say, Hey, this is what this person has. They've got it in stock. Uh, this is what this person has. They have it in stock too. Uh, what can you do for me? And sometimes he'll he'll be able to get, you know, good pricing. You know, we'll we'll be able to get decent availability and pricing and support on products. All right. Well, like I said, a little bit of competition can be a good thing. But are there is are there things better than that? Tyler has some thoughts up next. calls a size up and that turned into a quote and when that quote was approved i needed hundreds of cylinders now do you really think i was going to pay a price that's only a few bucks off of list hell no was i going to pay half off of list hell no i was going to go straight to the manufacturer to get a bulk discount now I, i mean i was already buying from the manufacturer to begin with but um our situation i'll just tell you with medicos 55 off of list so 55 percent off of list when you get into these big jobs if the job is large enough you can appeal not appeal but reach out to your sales rep and say hey uh can you give me any sort of discount bulk discount pricing i know i beat the shit out of this topic on multiple episodes but it bears repeating because they can and often do give you uh, those larger discounts. Sometimes it's, uh, well, with Medico, I'll be frank, 62 and a half. I've seen it go as high as 69% off of list, depending on the quantity. Nice. Is there a job too small to get that? I haven't found it. Uh, is there one big enough? Well, all of them are big enough. Big is different to different people. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't try to get a, a bulk discount on anything under 100 I think 100 would be bare minimum threshold. Uh, but I'd say anything over 100 is a good opportunity to reach out to the sales agent uh, or sales rep, no matter the manufacturer or the distributor even. Distributors give them as well and, and kind of go from there. Obviously, the the higher the quantity, the better pricing you're going to get. Jeff, you have any experience? Or does your shop have any experience with uh, you know negotiating or at least getting sort of these bulk discount quotes probably i mean nothing that i've experienced i know that from working at the hardware store when they have their trade shows they have pallet deals all the time and you get a you know uh you buy a skid of uh windshield washer fluid and you get a pretty decent price each but then you're stuck with a bunch of product uh so it doesn't always you know sometimes they'll buy something because the, the 
it looks good on paper, but then it takes you two or three years to sell all of it. So, you know, they offer good pricing or they offer special terms. You know, I, I don't do the direct buying. I just write up, this is what I need to buy. Unless it's something small like cabinet keys, I, I can go on and place the order myself. So, you know, I, I, I'm sure it exists because we do have, we are direct with some companies, you know, so we buy and we're able to buy enough that it, you know. Yeah, I just kind of fell back, I guess, on what I'm used to uh, with buying direct, specifically for Medico and Aero and stuff like that. But uh, I have reached out to distributors for bulk discount quotes and pricing as well. And they they do that, kind of what you hinted on in the last uh, segment, that they're flexible in pricing, not necessarily matching. But, you know, if you're moving two, three, five hundred units of something, they're going to take that off of the list because – Obviously, they're paying less than what you are. They're, they they got to make a profit and make some money, stay in business. But yeah, distributors are another another target for this. Tim, any experience? Yeah. Um, actually, a few months ago, had a uh, corporate building. Uh, it was a, uh, well, okay. So our shop is located near Mooresville, North Carolina, which is capital to NASCAR. And there was a a specific race car company that moved into a renovated building and their layout uh, with their layout, they wanted to have hold open door closers. I went through and I quoted, uh, did a walkthrough and everything like we've talked about before, made sure that the doors were not fire labeled doors and uh, quoted them for, I think a grand total of like 35 hold open closers throughout the building. And uh, we went to Legion because the the existing closers were like Taco or uh, just Tell or some other contractor grade brand. I'm not going to, even though it, it may work, I'm not going to order a, an LCN, you know, hold open arm for those products. I'm, I'm going to swap the whole thing out. Anyway, we were able to get manufacturer pricing on like i think the grand total was 30 between 30 and 35 closers so yeah i mean i've i've got experience on it 35 closers compared to some jobs that are 135 i know it's not that big but we know our rep and i think that really that really played into it yeah we just quoted a job Came in, it was like 18 apartment buildings, two doors each that need to be cha hardware changed for like their boiler rooms. Well, now it's 27 buildings, two doors each. My coworker quoted it 57, you know, 130 hours of labor or something ridiculous like that. And, you know, I don't, it's, you know, 100 locks or whatever it is, but it's, uh, you know, that's a lot of work, you know, three hours per building all the plus all the time in between so you know there's a lot involved you know that, that makes me think of another point um a lot of these especially Allegiant and medico uh they do offer direct buy-in programs but oftentimes it either requires a contract or a set amount so if you have an opportunity to quote you know x number of dollars i don't know what it is for either of them but that could be an opportunity to establish and codify that direct buy-in or that uh, relationship uh 35 closers 135 closers 500 cylinders whatever it may be it's it's worth reaching out and saying hey 
uh, got a lot of stuff of yours I want to sell. Is this enough to qualify for any of your direct buy programs? And um, and then who knows? Now you're buying direct, and then you do that with the next manufacturer, and the next manufacturer, and now you're buying from four or five different manufacturers direct. Yeah, and, and there are some that oh, we won't sell to locksmiths. Well, there's ways to work around that. I'll I'll discuss that offline. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a, a lot of options with distributors and manufacturers. Um, I wish that we did have access to our uh, one of our manufactured uh, reps. Apparently, only one of our competitors has access to them. But I will discuss that offline as well. Why don't you just discuss it here and Tim will bleep it out and it'll just be a minute of I, I, okay, I will bleep it. Um, the uh, rep has or did have an office in the shop. And I thought, I thought it was only well, it, it is, um, I guess. So, anyway, they he had an office in the shop, and finally, when he got called out on it by other people. He finally had to move, but he has one office suite down in the same business park. Uh, so it, needless to say, we see none of him. Uh, there's also the other rep for, I'll bleep this out. Uh, he he doesn't come around at all. And we met the new rep for this area from back in february at the trade show and he said yes i'll be at your shop we haven't seen him yet haven't heard anything nothing and and jason and i both gave him our cards all right gentlemen well uh like some very good points were raised there uh up next what do you do if none of your regular sources has what you need tim is up next to explain some of this alternative sourcing When you gotta have that part, you gotta have that part. At the shop I work for, we are known for having the ability to make good on our quoting promises. Reason being, we find whatever we think will be the best to accomplish the goals of the customer, even if we have to buy at retail. You know, when it comes to custom jobs and probably 40% of every job that we do, of forty uh, percent of all the jobs that we do are custom, and in order to accomplish that, we have to figure out what the hell can make it work. Sometimes, whatever we feel can make it work is not a product that is carried by our distributors, so we have to look on places like Amazon, eBay, random websites. Or even go to other locksmiths just to make stuff work. Jeff, have you ever had to go to Amazon or eBay to get a part to make something work for a customer? Yeah. Uh, one example is Harley Davidson 
saddlebag locks. They're tubular. They're a real pain to take apart, but you can get a whole new thing. The dealer doesn't even have them. And we have biggest, one of the biggest, oldest Harley dealers around the corner from us. So Amazon, you can get two locks for the price of a lunch at McDonald's, basically. Um, and sometimes weird discontinued stuff I've bought on eBay more so for myself um, because I don't want to sell something if I don't know that it's brand new and has all the stuff. Um, you know, there, there are certain things that we purchase from all other sources, but not, not a lot of items, you know, pretty much everything is either direct or through wholesale distribution. Um, but sometimes, like I said, if you need it and the only other option would be to buy 12 of them. Well, if you can go online and get it and have it there tomorrow, then that's going to be, you know, Amazon has a distribution network that is pretty impressive. <laughs> yeah. Is yeah. I mean. mean, I mean, we can get stuff through Amazon pretty quick. I, we don't order a whole lot through Amazon, but stuff like, uh, I don't know, like fence gates, you know, locks for them, uh, some random like really random furniture lock or something, mm-hmm. you know, little magnetic locks, or actually the biggest part that we get through Amazon is a uh, child safety uh, door blocker and it, it mounts to the frame and you have to physically pull it towards you and then swing it around in order to allow the door to swing open. Um and those are actually pretty popular with us. We've, we've ordered and installed a number of them. Uh, they can they can be released without a key in the event of a, an emergency, but it's, you know, we mount them high enough to where a toddler uh, can't pull them open. Um, Tyler, recently... My shop ordered some stuff from you. Have you ever had to order parts from another locksmith? Yeah, that's actually a good segue because I was going to bring that up as far as alternative sources. Yeah, we reach out a lot um, to companies we've had working relationships for in the past. Um, Yeah, a few months ago, I had somebody reach out to me and say, hey, look, we're very low on some sergeant degree pins. We've got a big job coming up. Do you have anything that you can send us? Yeah, send them that. Uh, last week, somebody was looking for some best A4 pins, and I sent about 800 of those. So we've got a network. I'm always trying to grow it, building relationships, networking, and learning who has what and maybe who can help us out because that's their forte. But, yes, yeah, certainly eBay is number one, Amazon number two, but other locksmiths number three for us as far as sourcing uh, beyond manufacturer, distributor. Something that you may or may not know is that distributors buy from other distributors. Yep. And I've called the three-letter distributor, and they said, well, we don't have it, but the seven-letter distributor does. So just order it from them. (laughs) So, you know, it it, it depends, and that's part of a good relationship. And, you know, there are some distributor salespeople that we have – my colleagues have worked at at other places, so they've known, you know – Joe for 35 years and whatever they need, he'll make it happen, you know, because they used to work with him or whatever. Um, but yeah, I get a lot of stuff on eBay just for my own personal use. And I've brought key blanks in from home. If it's something that, you know, customer only needs one and it's going to take a week to get them. And I have it sitting here, you know, some 
weird antique cylinder or whatever. Like it's not really doing me any good. So the customer wants it and we'll make it happen. Then they don't have to wait. And... Yeah. I've actually done that with uh safe lock keypads, um, electronic safe locks. Um, I've got, you know, a, a, now a uh, small, but decent collection of electronic safe lock keypads. And when one of those goes, I can come home and grab, you know, whatever one I need and go try it. At least it, it saves me from, you know, having to source out somebody else either completely for the job or, or me making a complete hash of the job because I'm still, you know, learning how to drill safes and stuff. But, um, you know, another thing that we deal with a lot in our shop is high-end residential. So that's the MTech or Baldwin hardware. I don't rightly know how you do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm I'm gonna explain to you how we how we do that. Uh whenever we have a customer who wants new MTech or Baldwin hardware, my go-to response is hey, take pictures and contact mtech directly just just buy it from them directly because basically as a locksmith if we try to order through a distributor we're going to wait on you know the lead time it's going to get marked up by the distributor and then we're going to have to mark it up even more so we're saving the customers money on it also if we go through all that trouble and buy uh, let's say we buy a handle set for $600 our cost. And then the customer backs out at the last minute and says, Oh no, I'm not worried about it anymore. Then we have this basically completely custom handle set uh, sitting on our shelf, collecting dust. So I always tell our customers for MTech and Baldwin, contact them directly. Whenever they ship you that big, huge box, call us and we'll, you know, we'll come out and install it for you. See, I didn't know that they would sell direct. I figured they would tell them to go to like, uh, we have a lot of, you know, some high-end decorative hardware places around here. No, MTech will will sell direct to the end customer. And, and the benefit that you get as a locksmith, if the customer buys direct from MTech, if there's any issue with, say the say, the finish on it, Let's say that it starts flaking or fading or deteriorating in any other way within, I don't know, like six months or a year or so, then you can tell your customers, hey, you bought that direct from MTech, call them and have them warranty it. Right. And, and they can look the customer's name up and say, oh, yes, we did sell that to you. And oh, shit. Yeah, that does look like hell. Let's send you a new one. Right. And we, you know, again, we'll do customer supplied, we'll install customer supplied hardware with no warranty or anything. Right. Tyler, did uh, when when you were doing residential stuff, uh, did you ever have customers order hardware and then just install it like I was talking about or anything similar to that? Yeah, I don't I don't know what the situation is now, but it used to be Baldwin would have nothing to do with locksmiths. And so you'd have to go to, like you said, like a fancy uh, high end residential showroom where they showed off chandeliers and fixtures and all that stuff. And Baldwin just happened to be one of the brands that they sold. But 
specifically anytime uh, a piece broke, like a tail piece on a deadbolt or anything like that, we couldn't source it, but we would tell them where to get it from and they could order it. And then when the part showed up, they'd call us and say, hey, it's here. Uh, come install it or come fix it for us. And we did it that way. So, but I think Baldwin will send parts. I know they've sent, they're pretty good at replacement parts. Maybe it's changed. Well, I mean, this was back in 08, 09. I don't know if they wanted proof of owners. I don't remember what the situation was, but yeah, you know, it was one less thing we had to do, you know, put it on the, the homeowner to, to facilitate the delivery, the ordering and all of that. And then just call us when you need us so that we don't have our hands any more involved than it has to be. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like I was saying, if you, as a locksmith, if you order something, you know, specific to that hardware, Baldwin, MTech, et cetera, uh, and you get it. And then the customer says they don't answer the phone when you call them and they don't return your message. They don't reply to your email. You're stuck with whatever you, whatever money you sunk into that part. And then it's sitting on your shelf collecting dust. You can't sell it. That's um, why you always get a deposit on something like that. <laughs> well, that's that's true. You could you could do that. Um, you know, generally, I save the trouble of trying to collect money up front for something. You know, just by saying, "Hey, it's on you. You yeah. order this, and when it gets here, you call me, and I will come and put it on for you." Now, do you charge any more? for installing something that you didn't supply since you're not making any money on the hardware? No, we, we charge the trip charge and our itemized labor on it. Mm-hmm. Just, just like we would, if we sold the hardware, uh, you know, it, the labor and the trip charge are the same, regardless of if we sell the hardware or not. Just a thought. Yeah. I mean, and, and some people may do that, um, but that's the way we are. We, we standardize it. So, gentlemen, that's standardized with a Z, not an S. Damn it! <laughs> I can't help that I use the UK spelling. All right, guys. Um, so, like any other home installer, general contractor, or experienced locksmith, we have a few spare parts left over. Should we share them in the next segment? Maybe. Maybe not. Tyler likes this part of the show better than any of the others. He's probably going to suggest that we do an entire episode of Spare Parts. So I can give mine, because it just happened today. I was volunteering at the uh, fairly new Cleveland Food Bank. Uh, they built this nice new facility, and uh, general contractor slash glazing slash hardware guy was there working on the front door and I was talking to him and somehow they managed to break several uh, IC housings uh, because they were torquing on the black plastic construction cores so they sheared the pins off uh, so I guess the moral of the story is A, use, use real construction cores if it's something that's actually going to be used and B, put your permanent cores in you know, as soon as the building is turned over, you know, because he had several bars and mullions torn apart. And, you know, I felt bad for him working on a Saturday. So, Tyler? Uh, a 
lot more lighthearted than that. I found out last night uh, a lot of reporters in the sports world are now reporting that Atlanta is going to be getting another NHL team. It'll be our third, and I stayed up last night following Twitter, refreshing, reading what all these reporters had to say, and I got very, very shit-faced in celebration, so I'm in a very good mood right now. And I, for one, welcome our new hockey overlords. Hell yeah, brother. Bring it. We're going we're gonna, to uh, have a rivalry again with uh, the, the Carolina Hurricanes, where Tim lives in South Carolina. So I guess they've acquiesced to popular demand. That's right. Damn right. Yep, it'll be the, uh, what is it, the South Virginia Checkers, I think. Uh, Tim, what's your spare part, most likely animal-related? No, actually, today not. Uh, it's actually a really, really cool story. Uh, there were a couple uh, college softball teams in a game the other day, and Grandview catcher Caitlin Moses smashed a ball deep, to left center for a go-ahead grand slam with her team was down four to one. As she approached second base, she collapsed to the ground, unable to get up and finish rounding the bases to give her team the five-four lead. Rules dictate that Moses would have been called out had a Grandview teammate or coach not helped finish her home run trot. However, two players from the opposing team ran up to her carried her and helped her step on every base so that she every every base counted helping the opposing team win out of good sportsmanship and i think that's just awesome that's pretty cool that's why i love sports man i'm just super worked up because my team did stuff (laughs) atlanta's gonna have three nhl teams before cleveland even gets one so whatever it's too nuanced for me well Since I'm the technical producer of the show, it's my job to get all the email and Twitter posts for us. So far, that's been a pretty easy job. I'd really like a segment all to myself where I can just read what you guys write to us, sort of like the mailbag on home improvement. But I can't do that without material. So please, write your thoughts on the back of a $20 bill and email it to 3tumblerspod at gmail.com or tag us on Twitter at the number 3tumblerspod. Executive producer is Tyler J. Thomas. Writer and editor is Tim Coleman. I'm your technical producer, Jeff Moss. Our our recurring revenue director is Lucinda Boltz. Our director of studio lighting is Chandelier. Our chief legal counsel is Hugh Lewis Dewey of Dewey, Cheatham, and Howe. Otherwise known to us as Huey Louie Dewey. I don't know. Penetrating Woodstain. My name, Jeff. This has been a Three Tumblers production, Season 1, Episode 14. Copyright 2023, all rights reserved. Find this episode and others wherever you get your podcasts. So then why would I say Season 1, Episode what? Because I've fucked up, that's why. And otherwise, no to as Huey Louie doing. I know, I fucked that up too. All right, well, I, I won it.